a good feeling about the whole situation. Most definitely. We're stuck in this labyrinth being led by guards to a mysterious toll booth operator and we may very well die of... Boredom? Most likely. We've nearly died from everything else along our journey. Why would you say boredom? All the hedges we've walked past that look exactly the same. Well, that's the point of a labyrinth. It's supposed to confuse you. Well, it's working, alright. I'm very much confuzzled. Was that your Gatsby impression? Yeah, not too shabby, right? Uh, He's just out of earshot, if you're worried about him overhearing us. You've got the prim and proper British accent. Funny, though. What is it? We live in a galactic federation, don't we? Definitely. I pay my federal space taxes, yeah. (laughs) Why is it that everyone speaks either American or British? Earth was destroyed years ago. Shouldn't we have some other accent to fill the void? There is Jeff. Hmm. Jeff is an unfortunate anomaly in the cosmos. I don't know his vocal origins. Hmm, I'm really hungry. Maybe I'll pick a blackberry off the hedges here. Wait, Charlie, that's no blackberry. It's a syrendibite. Oh, shall we have a listen on our way to see the toll booth operator? Sure, it'll pass the time and you won't die of boredom. That sounds like a plan. Hello, how are you doing? I'm all right, mate. Gorgeous day, isn't it? Beautiful day, ain't it? Didn't you buy a new car today? I bought a motor, I did. For more geezer for tech monkeys. You're spiraling into Cockney accent land. Oh, so yeah, oh, so yeah, so yeah, yep. And we're back, broadcasting from our studio on the pale blue dot we call Earth. We've got a great short for you today. That's right, Matt. Today we cover all things accent. Accents. Accented. Mm-hmm. Accented. Anyway. A light scent of axe. Oh, yes. <laughs> The American actress and writer Felicia Day once said, I learned several important things about myself. A, if a boy has an accent, I will fall in love with him. If he has an accent and glasses, I will want to marry him. An accent may be defined as a distinct emphasis given to a syllable or word in speech by stress or pitch. I think you used the wrong emphasis. Ah, yes. The old wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. But today we're talking about the distinctive mode of pronunciation of language, especially one associated with a particular nation, locality, or social class. What types of accents are there, you may be asking? What types of accents are there? That's a very good question. Let's start with speech development. Infants only hear or recognize sounds for the first nine months or so of life, after which they can identify a handful of words. The accent of the parent is also the only way, or at least the main way, the baby hears the language being spoken. So there is no accent. There's only mom and dad's voices. So it's essentially like downloading software. Right? What? So it's, it's not foreign to the baby because it's the initial programming. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. How, okay. Yeah. If you think <laughs> about it, there's no accent because it's essentially the language that the baby is receiving. Like, that's the de facto language. Everything else is going to be an accent. My computer baby will only speak CNET. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. 
However, it is super important to understand that these first interactions with words are what solidify the neural pathways forming that create the link between hearing a word and speaking it. That means that your parents are likely the reason you speak the way you do. Hmm. This also explains why isolated towns can have a distinct accent while at the same time an entire country may sound pretty similar. The way the baby hears the words for the first few times is likely how the baby will pronounce it for the rest of his or her life. Wow. (laughs) But also know that just like everything else children learn, this neural pathway is malleable until they reach the age of 20 or so, give or take a few years. This is why immigrant children tend to pick up the new language accent much more easily than their non-native speaking parents. Later in life, the accent seems to become more entrenched. Another factor compounding this phenomena is that the older we get, the harder it is to learn new sounds. This is because by around 12 months of age, infants have picked out all the particular sounds they need to speak their own language. An example of this is Japanese to English speakers. The L sound doesn't exactly exist in Japanese, so there is a sound between an L and an R in English. Say ro and not where your tongue is, and then say lo. The closest Japanese sound is between those two tongue positions of an English speaker. And if they are older, uh, their brain may not be able to easily detect the differences in those sounds. Yeah. Crazy. Did you stop and do that as you said it? Yeah. Like row is kind of in the front and low is even further Mm -hmm. front. So Yeah. Yeah, They consciously put your tongue in that position in your mouth in order to say that. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting sensation. Uh, Another example is German to English. The W sound that we have in English and the TH, TH sound, neither of those exist in German. Their closest substitutes are V or V for W and Z or Z for TH or the TH sound. So you would hear Vater and Zer instead of Water and There. Because of this development of speech, along with the area of the world in which the speaker grows up, we have different types of accents, such as regional or geographic. These are based on the locality of the speaker, for example, southern U.S. versus northeastern, or England versus Australia. There's also the socioeconomic status, for example, the super wealthy versus the ordinary podcaster. Versus the wealthy podcaster. (laughs) Our humble abode. The ethnolect, this is interesting, this is based on ethnicity, such as Jewish American English, which incorporates vocabulary from Yiddish or Hebrew. Oy vey. <laughs> a little Jefficles. Social accents based on a social class, probably the most famous of which is the Cockney accent from London. And which Charlie so eloquently demonstrated. <laughs> you, can, you can eloquently uh, my demonstrate. my as Cockney, it is. We should do Cockney rhyme scheme. Oh, we could. That's that, that yeah, would be pretty cool. Speed. And finally, the foreign accent, which simply exists by virtue of the fact that the speaker spoke a different language first. You know, I'd be really interested to hear how strange I sound when I speak Spanish to a native Spanish speaker. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure I, I definitely am not. Uh, fluent by any stretch of the imagination, but there, there are some people out there that have made uh, English for like. Oh, I'm trying to say this, so like it's English heard from foreigners. Yeah, how I, we sound. Yeah, I saw like that. without the actual like English words in it, so we can hear it and then go like, oh, that's yeah. That's it sounds like sound. gibberish, but it's like I should be able to understand that because yeah. it's English because like Americanized gibberish. Yeah, yeah, we're thinking about the same thing. 
Andrew Smith, American author, had said, it almost boosts your self-esteem being screamed at by someone with an English accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if, if, like, American toddlers had English accents? <laughs> They'd be very uh, prim and proper. <laughs> Mums eat dads. Unless it was Cockney. <laughs> I want another pony. <laughs> Give me a chair, tie. I want a chair, tie. So how do these accents come to be? I mean, we all speak English, right? In the English-speaking world. Uh, well, I mean, the ones that you're listening to in English are speaking English. They basically form from interactions of people from different backgrounds. The type of accent can also influence this as money pours into a specific region, a socioeconomic accent or a social accent may form. Over time, just as words in general evolve and language develops as a living, breathing entity, uh, so does the accent itself. One group is isolated from another due to geographic circumstances, like the loss of a land bridge between two bodies of water, or because one group left to live in another part of the world. Over time, each group will begin slowly but surely pronouncing words slightly differently, so much so that the old way of pronouncing that word now sounds foreign. Uh, I guess an example would be uh, colonists uh, to the early American states from Britain. So they started developing their own language. Oh, yeah. Like Uh, aluminum and aluminium. Yeah. So you'd see like there's a divide between British English and American English over time. Um, If and when the groups reunite, they each notice the other group sounds different. (laughs) Why are you so prim and proper? (laughs) Why are you so prim and proper? Mm -mm, Brits. Can you fake an accent? Absolutely. To a degree. Mm-hmm. I actually, I took a uh, a voice for the stage class. Uh, here we theater. go. It was a good time. vocal acting. I loved it. We learned the phonetic alphabet, which can be used to help a non-native speaker or someone who is a native speaker sound different. So one of the things I remember was uh, when we, after we fully learned or a quiz to see that we had fully learned the phonetic alphabet, our professor would walk in and he would say like a line, one sentence, and we had to write it phonetically. Which was really interesting. I liked it. It was fun for me. But he would always, like, I distinctly remember the first one was, Allo, which is hello in a a British accent. But you can write it phonetically. And you can do that for all of your lines in a play. Like, if you want to do a certain accent, Mm -hmm. there are books out there that have, this sounds like this in this accent. This sounds like this in this accent. So, you change the eh sound in hello, you get rid of the H, you mm-hmm. add an ah sound, and then low is the same. But So instead of hello, you get allo. Allo. There you go. Oh, wow. That's like saying- uh, I almost sound like Michael Caine. Yeah. I, my, I'm Michael Caine. My cocaine? Yeah, Michael Caine. My cocaine? <laughs> if you say my cocaine, but you put it together quickly and kind of add a little bit of Cockney flair, my yeah. cocaine. <laughs> That's how you do a Michael Caine accent. <laughs> Actors do this all the time. Some wing it, and some write down every single word they're going to say, as you had said phonetically, but probably fall somewhere in the middle. Is there an issue with accents? The biggest issue is prejudice, obviously. Most accents have a stereotype associated with it, and some with a negative connotation. Look back at the Cockney accent. It's normally associated in the media, at least, with lower class and less educated. This can come with all sorts of biases and discrimination from financial impact through the rejection of loans and grants to outright denial of employment based solely on a person's accent. We have to point out here that the incredibly overused trope that Southern speakers sound, well, less intelligent. Uh, I personally love this one. There are um, several um, uh, very capable, like super nice um, 
uh, surgeons out there that have a very <laughs> thick <laughs> southern accent. And then when they talk to a patient for the first time. Boy, I'm going to cut you up. I'm going to fix you up. Now I'm going to sew you back up. I'm going to get you out of here. He's like, that's one of the most capable what? surgeons here what? in the southeast. <laughs> and they're like, huh? What? Did, did you hear the way he talks? He's like, he talks that way, but he's got great surgical hands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put you to sleep. I'm going to watch over. You're going to be just fine. All right, buddy. I'm going to get you out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, uh, who was that? <laughs> that's the anesthesiologist. Don't worry about him. <laughs> oh, my, my guy. <laughs> Um, my favorite ones are like the detectives that come on TV mm-hmm. and they're like, they're quietly sitting. They're always just quietly sitting in the corner. Everybody else is like, this is my theory. This is what I think happened. This is what I think happened. And the Southern comes up. Well, you see this right over here that shows you that this happened and then that took place and then this came along and then, then da, 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 you know, almost like a knives out. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, that's uh, uh, what happened over here and then what happened over there and it all came together. And then that's how, uh, they're the bloody genius. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So regardless of how well you think you speak, you have an accent. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite moments in my entire life was when I was teaching in Wisconsin. We were at a conference and and these poor Wisconsin students, we were talking about accents. Somehow they came up and they're like, what? We we don't have an accent. I was like, are you kidding? They're like, what do you, what do you mean? And then my half Southern, half theater trained, try to be transatlantic, you know, just like every American sound. I started talking to them like them. I was like, oh, don't you know? Take the bag out of your pants. What are you doing? And they're like, oh, oh yeah, we do have an accent. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Scottish crime writer Val McDermott once said, the Glasgow accent was so strong, you could have built a bridge with it and known it would outlast the civilization that spawned it. That's pretty thick. That's a thick accent. Now, for amazing accolades all about accents. Isolation accents are happening right now. It's believed that researchers in Antarctica are developing their own brand new accent. That's pretty wild. It's very likely that the pirate accent most English speakers adopt when asked to act like a pirate is because of one man, Robert Newton, who played a pirate in several Disney films. And if you think about it, like... Somali pirates, do you think they really go, how are you, matey? No, they're, the Somali pirates are like, I'm the captain, no. So where do you think Robert Newton actually got his accent from? Or do you think he just made it up himself? No, there was a... Um, I be a pirate. So English pirates... Because uh, we have characters with pirate accents. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> out in space. Pirates out in space. <laughs> what a thought. Such a good idea. But no, actually, these uh, come from... He was... He grew up in the western part of England, part mm-hmm. of, I think it was west part of London, maybe. But that was a big area for pirates, yeah. of English pirates. Mm-hmm. So he was like, oh, well, they must all speak like this because they're all English, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, ethnocentric. He must, he would have been a good American. Hmm. <laughs> uh, even sign language has accents now. What? Yeah. I mean, everything develops over time. So you ever hear someone say, let me ax you a question? Technically, that accent is likely the more correct way to pronounce the word as modern English word ask developed from axane and it was pronounced ax by some populations since the time of the old English word. Hmm. Yeah. So let me ax you a question. Technically correct. According (laughs) to uh, old English. Uh, News anchors have a distinct accent. They are taught in broadcasting school. But it may be slowly disappearing in favor of the guy next door kind of sound or the ethnic sound of, you know, whatever ethnic background the the reporter has. Can you do one of those news reporter accents? <clears throat> Today on 
I got to have a line. (laughs) (laughs) And back to you, Bob. Today we found two puppies stuck in a tree. That's my uh, my, uh, presenter voice. Yeah. Yeah. That was a broadcasting voice. If we scroll back to... Oh, Lord. Here we go. Yeah. If we scroll back to the top, like... And we're back broadcasting from our studio on the pale blue dot we call Earth. We have got a great short for you today. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Everybody knows that. So, the crying sound babies make have been found to mimic the accents of their parents. Hmm. And if you look at baby videos, wah, I was curious. I went down wah, there. Wah, I'm a wah. crying baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, you know, if you go to uh, uh, what sounds very exotic or thick to Americans like an Indian accent yeah. the babies are like wah 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 and Americans are like wah yeah wah. Like super loud and then English are like wah mommy <laughs> mommy daddy I'm about to cry now <laughs> I have a dry bottom <laughs> you ever heard of FAS uh, foreign accent syndrome so this is a real thing it's when a foreign accent develops after a brain injury or in the case of two women an intense migraine there have been 150 documented cases of the phenomenon. Also, chimps have accents. This was discovered when Dutch chimps were moved to a Scottish zoo. I bet they got a thicker accent. <laughs> mm-hmm. We'll leave you with a quote from Francois de la Rochefoucauld, French writer. He said, The accent of one's birthplace remains in the mind and the heart as in one's speech. In it. In it. And that's our short. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember, we exist within the universe. And the universe exists within ourself. We're all the stuff of stars. So have a stellar day, everyone. And thanks for stopping by our corner of the cosmos. This has been the Mid-Flight Crisis Podcast. You can support important spaceship repairs and maintenance by subscribing to the Mid-Flight Crisis Patreon page. We'd love to hear your suggestions about the show and future topics, and we appreciate your support, ratings, and reviews. This endeavor isn't possible without amazing listeners like you. Thanks for sharing your space and time with us. We'll see you on our next adventure. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Drop us a line at intrepidtransfer at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>